0: Welcome to the podcast "From Here to There," where we share amazing stories of people who managed to connect their talent with international opportunities worldwide. Hi, everyone! Welcome to our second episode of our podcast "From Here to There." My name is Dasha. I'm the founder Connected, a platform that connects talented people with international opportunities in worldwide. And in this podcast. We're talking about amazing stories of people who studied abroad and see how they changed their lives. And today our guest is Anand. I'm super excited to welcome you to our podcast. Um, you like an amazing story of how I don't know, like international experience evolved into breathtaking career. Um, Anand built many products. Um, I think correct me if I'm wrong. Like worse like two billion valuations. Some of them been product uh, growth lead in Meta and Facebook. Uh, We're also very proud that Tanan is our advisory investor. So, <laughs> kind of like curious to having such an amazing speaker on one of the first episodes. Welcome, Anand. Thank,
1: thank you so much, Dasha, for having me in this podcast. Yeah, definitely happy to share, you know, and, you know, give back. Uh, kind of I like always feel international communities, I want to always give back to the community. So, you know, for me, like one of the, key points is like uh, of, you know, becoming an investor advisor with um, study abroad or study free is to, you know, like to help these international students as much as possible. So happy to share, uh, you know, uh, things that I went through and learnings that I had and, you know, share as much as possible.
0: Yeah, of course. And thank you so much uh, for your time. And uh, yeah, I would like actually to start with like your why. You know, like we have like many different why we wanted to study abroad, why we wanted to get this, you know, like degree, because the process is kind of like complicated. Yeah, uh, We have to invest a lot in terms of the time and effort, and uh, like our why has to be very strong. So what was your why? Why you wanted to get this degree and went down this journey?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, like a lot of people from India could would be able to connect with what I'm saying. Um, so um, my the deepest reason why I wanted to study abroad was exposure Um, you know like when I was um, completing my undergrad in India I was doing engineering this is like almost like uh, it's time has flown past almost 20 years ago Um, I, I was an engineering major coming out of college a lot of People wanted to, you know, aspire to get into, you know, MBA and, and, you know, further enhance their management. I did have my aspirations there, but I also wanted to gain experience. So I was working in an international firm to, um, you know, to grow my experience in different aspects. So I, and as part of that, what I realized during those travels was like doing an MBA in India was um, not going to give me the exposure that I need as a person Um, you know, on a broad level, like in terms of challenges, in terms of cases, case studies, in terms of how I would approach, um, you know, business, and how do I approach management. Um, And that was one of the reasons what I did is I went to different schools, both in India and abroad, during my time when I was working after, um, was to see what was that exposure to education look like. How were the professors? What was the education methodology, right? Like, um, especially for when I was in US, I went to at least eight to 10 schools to see and observe how the classroom structure was very, very different from the Indian system of education. So for me, that was a big thing. And I actually cleared this um, exam called CAT C A T in india they have this exam for mbas and i cleared it i was uh, you know i did have my opportunity to you know go uh, study at im bangalore and a couple of other schools there but i was like okay should i take that route or should i wait for and you know get the international exposure my travels my initial travels um with verizon after after uh, from my undergrad taught me so much about exposure and it opened up my perspective about hey there is a there's a world that I have to learn from not just like the Indian style of management and Indian style of uh, MBA and stuff so I was like okay fine let's go explore this so I put off I, I decided to gain more experience because for an MBA abroad you cannot just apply with you know maybe one or two years of experience you need to have that three four five years of experience to even get there so I decided to Go back to continue to working instead of taking that CAT clearance, and then I decided, okay, um, actually, uh, you know, if hindsight, looking back at all the decisions I made, um, I think it worked out really well for me. Um, I, I I cracked my GMAT, and and I had opportunities, um, uh, you know, uh, admit admission offers both from Kellogg, which is the school that I went. Uh, which I loved a lot, the experience. And I also had an offer from MIT Sloan uh, and then one from uh, UC Berkeley. So those are, I applied only to three or four schools, Darden as well, and Dart uh, from which is University of Virginia. So I uh, got luckily I was able to get admission in all of the four. And I took Kellogg because he offered me a dual degree. So overall, if you look at it, um, I really thoroughly enjoyed the international exposure, Although it, it, it is, uh, when I when I first took it, it had a big, you know, there's a lot of tuition fee component to it. There's a lot of other variability that was literally, uh, you know, making me think twice. But, you know, now if I were to do it again, I'll just do it again. It just, the the nature of international education brings you so much exposure and so much experience and connections. That I don't think I would have gotten if I had taken an IIM in India or an ISB in India. So that's kind of like comparative schools in India.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I have like maybe a bit like provocative question here. So uh, MBA is a very pricey experience. Mm-hmm. Out of all the degrees out there, MBA is the most expensive. Mm-hmm. I know because we've been working with Indian students. So many of them assume that any master of management or business is MBA, but top business school in states. That's very pricey. Mm -hmm. I personally, I'm not a big fan of MBA. I think it's not really worth it unless you get a huge scholarship. But again, like that's why we do scholarship business. What's your opinion? In terms of value for money, MBA currently nowadays with all the education, with all the transformation in the market, is it actually a journey to take? for uh, young inspiring professionals and future
1: leaders yeah it's a really good question right again um you know it's 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 something i you know there's a logical way i should have evaluated this but um, you <laughs> know, having gone through it it's been like it's i've got uh, it's more than 10 years i've completed my mba and that have been in the u.s for so long um you know for me um it it it's still worth it like i'll give you some aspects of this right for me one i did a dual degree program i didn't just do an MBA so I did a master of engineering management and an MBA together so and the master of engineering management didn't cost me at all it was completely scholarships I was getting and all that and then together with an MBA it's called the triple m program so it costed me almost the same as in doing a separate MBA so I was getting two degrees and also one was a stem degree which helps me stay a little longer in the U.S. so that was one advantage I was looking at and then the second thing for me is right like again um, it's like taking a big bet right like so when you are taking a big bet you have to be cautious and look at different variables for me the second thing was building a having a brand and a community at, at least at that time mattered a lot right like one when i and i say kellogg northwest and the amount of uh, people that have graduated from there globally right not just in india or in the u.s is amazing there's an amazing network of people that are gonna be Helpful all through your life, right? I'm pretty sure that you've seen that for yourself as well. Is like the network that you get out of it. It's kind of like more than that 110, 120 thousand. I I'm pretty sure now the prices have gone up, which I'm not sure what it is. But you know, like that 110 thousand, 120 thousand investment was worth it in that sense. So for me, like I call them, they they call it the top seven MBA schools in US, which mm-hmm. is the you know like the top seven schools so for me if it was not in the top seven i would have definitely evaluated it 100, 100 more times because it was the top seven and on top of it um all these top seven schools offer uh a loan without a co-signee which is pretty awesome right like i don't need to have a u.s co-signee to pay for it okay so they're taking a gamble on me okay i'm gonna take a gamble back with them on that so that's kind of why um i took the risk yeah. and it it was worth every dime because schooling and, and the classes and learning is, yeah, that's great. But I think like what I enjoyed mostly is the exposure and the people that I met and the network that I built, right. Continuously on a lot of things, right. For example, now I'm doing a lot of investments. I've gone through the cycle, you know, like build, build strong companies and everything and now i'm you know like investing even today like when i have questions like hey should i make this investment or not like what should i do i have friends in my vc circle like i reach out to them most of them are from my school right like that's kind of like hey what are you guys doing like um you know we connect on a regular basis so that's kind of like how i see the value it's it's in the long run it's so much more value um but again mm, if it could have gone wrong and i you know if i had, that, I had to go back to <laughs> india and pay that money like i i wouldn't be able to maybe i would have but it would have taken 10 20 years of slave working to get that money pay back so yeah so that's how i would look at it yeah
0: okay uh, thank you so much yeah i do agree that uh from my personal perspective the biggest investment on uh, asset you get from the mba in any graduate education states network mm-hmm. that's your social capital that you build and that's priceless like it's it's Again, like if you know how to utilize it and and use it for the career, I have like a few like follow-up questions, and I won't take too much time, but I wanted to elaborate on the like making this bad and taking the risk. And well, like I remember myself, I see a lot of students in our case, um, When it comes to making decision about applying to the school, I don't know, like top school, not top school, getting the loan, or even like moving to a different country. There's a lot of fear behind this. It could be like a different extent, and I also noticed. Again, let's talk about product metrics. The biggest reason of churn is fear. If people are afraid, they will not succeed. What was in your case, um, like the, the the fear versus motivation ratio? And what would be your top advice for those people who are right now contemplating stepping down this journey because they're too afraid they're not going to succeed or like it's not going to be worth it?
1: Right. I, it's a really good question, right? Like uh, maybe this is me in specific, right? Like, I've always thought about sometimes you need to take you know those kind of risks in your life and see you you only have you know like a certain period in your life that you have to make these um, bets and and you know especially doing that MBA abroad or doing that master's degree abroad is one of those moments where you've got to take that ex- experience exposure right like so again like I've not known a lot of people, at least this is my circle of people, that have gone abroad, like be it in Europe, be it in Canada, be it in U- U.S., and have, um, even though they have, some of them have come back, have said like the exposure and the value and the experience that they're gaining was not worth it. Nobody has told that, right? Oh. There are people who have unfortunately been not able to find a job, but then the exposure that they got during those two, three years was so much uh, more valuable that even when they come back and work in the same country, they are able to get better roles, better jobs, and better aspects, right? So that for me was um, a key part of it, right? See, again, this is how I look at it. This is one of my managers when I was, you know, working in uh, Facebook, he mentioned this, right? You you play this game, um, it's only a numbers game right? You, you can play, you know, like a $10 game in your life. You can play a hundred dollar game. You can play a thousand dollar game, a million dollar game. It's only a number, right? If you, if you look at a yeah. lot of people, they just play in the million dollar game. And then, and then you're like, okay, that's, that's different. Again, if you're not, it's not able to pay, you're not able to pay a million dollars. You're not able, able to pay a hundred thousand. It's almost the same, right? <laughs> if you look at it that way, so I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to play the million dollar game now. Like when I, if you ask me when I was, you know, out of Bachelor, I would be pay, playing a $10,000 game. That's the biggest money for me, right? Again, now I'm able to look at the bigger picture. Okay, so how do you add value, gain more experience? When I look back at my life and say, like, 30 years down the line, is this something I would love about, right? Is this something that I yeah. made a worthy investment on me, right? Again, leaving the yeah. studies aside, that's that in itself yeah. was so much more valuable. But leaving that aside, what am I going to get right so that for me is is great and especially many countries are really embracing this international student idea right like look at countries like Germany countries like Canada yeah right? they're not even asking you to take that much risk some of the education is much yeah. cheaper there so identifying what's your level of risk if you ask me like I, I would say like definitely do international education at some point in your life and um that exposure you will never regret. I mean, like, if, you're, if your risk profile is low, then go for countries that are offering some level of, you know, like government compensation or stipend and stuff. And then if your risk level is high, go for countries like U.S. where you, you take a bigger, higher risk and then the opportunity size is also bigger.
0: Or end up creating the venture startup when your <laughs> risk level is the highest.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? When you jump out and start something and, and make it happen, right, again, we all we all are going to take risk and that that's that, that's the uh, you know see where I mean you have to believe in yourself at some point you know like the, the world yeah. is going to be dark and and hopefully the network and your effort and your you're putting all your effort and time and also like you need to keep yourselves really positive during those couple of years after school because that was the. It was kind of like a big burden for me. Like I've never taken, I don't even carry credit cards. I don't have a credit card actually. That's weird. But I don't. I don't believe in this idea of like buying things that I that I have not saved on. So for me to have a hundred and ten thousand dollar loan on my head after finishing school was such a big headache. Um, and and I I paid it off in two years so it's done right well, like two two maximum two and a half three years so it was like over like i was like okay fine i will never take load in my life kind of a thing So,
0: <laughs> okay. uh that's actually a great transition to my next question uh because everyone wants to start abroad i mean some people want to just get i um, don't travel to the country but let's go on the ultimate goal is to be happy to live in a great country and hopefully be rich like find a great job you know like get a high salary we i mean we all international immigrants, who know this. What's the top advice how to actually find the job and, and start a career, you know, like, once you graduate or maybe, like, once you just got to the school because you built an amazing career, you, you managed to pay back the loan, like, two years, and a lots of students are struggling and they coming back to their home country, which is not a bad thing, but still, I guess, that's not what they expected. So, like, what's your top advice for them?
1: See, again, like, my, my so I think, like, a lot of people... Um, miss out the idea that you know you are in the school yes to study but you are also like looking an opportunity to find and that's why these you know like all these countries do provide a proper program like in the US we have an opt program and that allows you to go do longer internships and work in companies without having a lot of you know fuss about it same thing in i believe in other other countries as well right my point about um, job is right uh, it's it's kind of like identify where your strengths are, right? Even before, for me, at least, like the reason I took five, six years before I I took even an MBA is to, I want to build a strength in some place which I can apply after my school. So it's not like you go there and everything will be brought to you. So, you know, build skill sets even before you, go to school or like areas of expertise, right? Okay, fine. Like, Hey, I want to do my master's in artificial intelligence. What are you doing now to really build that? I mean, a lot of the broader education is already available online. Are you really putting it in practice? Are you running some freelance work? Like, are you really, um, you know, building your, yeah, uh, exactly. And then at the same time, building a network with you along. So you're not entirely dependent on your time there. Okay. It's not, this is the place. They're not, may they may have a campus placement they may not have a campus placement so for me like freelancing interning finding ways to work should always be parallelly done you cannot stop that and uh and just say like okay i'll come let me complete two years and then i will you know, put put well, time in the last three months to find something right but also for me it's also curiosity right like when i was there i was doing internship i had an internship with amazon which was um I I didn't take it and then I went to into an uh, internship with uh with a startup for me it was more curiosity okay something was really really amazing about what these startups were doing so I was like okay let me go do my internship there first year I did my internship with Cisco I I did I did not enjoy it so well but like I still had an exposure of okay this is how these companies work okay let me uh, decide if I had to go back or not right so internships doing a lot of freelance work doing especially for a lot of areas like uh, you know a lot of things can be remotely done right how can you sign up with startups how can you offer even if it's unpaid try to go and do something where you're learning skills where you're applying your skills where you're adding value to them right and that's how I look at it and for me it's all about curiosity like keep your curiosity on give something always give we say this thing in in, um, in my network is like give 10 things and then expect one thing back. So when you offer things yeah. to help and things automatically, you like people get to refer you, people talk about you, people give you a job. You have a skill set that is strong, and then you're all already offering. And then obviously it's easy for them to give you a job, and then you can build from there, right? Your first job is always not going to yeah. be your last job. So so you know, so doesn't matter how much they pay or like what is the job good enough? Is it gonna give you a lot? So jump onto that trajectory and then get internships, get offers from there.
0: Yeah. And I'll just maybe add for myself that like lots of people just kind of take the passive position, like, Hey, I got to the school and the job will automatically come to me. There is no school in the world that will guarantee. Yeah. It's like defining job. You just got the entryway to the more opportunities, but you have to hustle from the day one to make sure you're going to succeed. Um, continuing on the on the career thing uh, i have like two questions related yeah. right now the world the world is like evolving ai revolution yeah pretty much all jobs is wiped out from the market every two months what do you think like top i would say majors or skills young people should study right now because i mean you look exposed to like a lot of uh things in the market that's first and second if someone wants to be in terms of building product and, and product development field also what's the number one, what they should study and what skills
1: should they emphasize on? Awesome, great questions, right? Um, you know, a couple of things, right? One is not even the skill of what uh, I should build and all that. Everything is going to dynamically change, right? Like, for example, um, you know, if you, I can literally do a complete digital marketing job with GBT today, right? Literally, you know, all those pieces and all that. Not only that job, any other job in that sense, right? So for me, the more than the skill set, it's the mindset, right? For me, the mindset is you have to continuously learn. You have to keep yourself uh, learning new things, right? Like a lot of the time, it's all about being curious and being learning new things. Okay. Hey, today I want, I, I mean, for example, I, 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 at some point in my career, I learned like uh, running queries, understanding how the data was using that was so much useful in my later part of my career where I didn't even have to rely on data scientists to do my modeling and stuff. Right. So those things I can do it myself. So things like that. So broadly keep a very, um, strong growth mindset where you're continuously learning and anything that can, you can throw in at you, like you'll be, okay, that's how you should build a website. Okay. Go learn a few tools and techniques, work on it, put it, put a website together, right? Okay. Like for example, the other day I was playing around with Midjourney to create a chi- children's book. Nobody asked me, was uh, was asking me to create a children's storybook. I was like completely wrote an end-to-end storybook on children because I was just too curious on how the AI was creating images and how do I edit the images in a way that I can build a story out of it and then release a storybook for children. I, I'm not even making it such a, fun, <laughs> it was such a fun experience to do it and then i send it to all my cousins or kids and like they're like wow okay this is awesome uh you know so that is what i'm saying is have a mindset of continuous learning the second thing is like adapt to opportunities right for example um and and why for example i worked as a business development manager i worked as a sales manager i worked in in product in in hardcore like dev, product development and then i was um, uh, doing design for some time. And then I, I, became a product manager, right? So all this thing, skills helped me, uh, help me evolve myself to understand the different perspectives. Okay. What should, um, a salesperson do in a, in a company, right? What are the, what are the attributes of a designer? What should they be thinking? What's the perspective for them? What tools they use? Right. So for me, like all this helps me to be a complete product person. Like at the core of it, it's all about like understanding what core problems can we solve for our customers and then how do we build products that makes their life great or easy or something like that, right? That's kind of at the core of it. If you're constantly thinking not just about your product that you're building, but every other product that's out there, why was this built this way? How did they architect it like this? Why is this, why is this company becoming really, really strong and, you know, selling really well? Why is is this company not going back? What is that could happen and also have a, a kind of like a little bit futuristic perspective i don't think everybody should drink this uh you know kool-aid of oh this is the ai future you know there used to be i was uh, at some point obsessed with like okay this is where the world is heading kind of a thing right there's a lot of schools of thought like you know mm-hmm. um about where is this is all heading like automation ai nano nanotechnology and all of that stuff but i'm all constantly putting myself in any product and work that i'm doing okay two years down the line where this product should be right what that world is going to be and i'm like okay i'm i'm and i'm always surprised that okay it, it's never there on the time that i'm expecting but it's always moving in that direction that's giving me an edge over any other people out there so um i don't know have you heard of this guy called uh, um Kurzweil um he's Ray Kurzweil like this guy is pretty popular futurist and he keeps predicting things so people like that right like Ben I was at Facebook or other places We see these people talk about it, and then we kind of like map the map, and then see okay, with all these variables, where is the next future going to be? It's kind of like watching Black Mirror, but like watching White Mirror, I think, (laughs) in a (laughs) positive way. But that's kind of like uh, what makes a good product manager is to build the vision at the same time be grounded on the problems that people have today.
0: That's so exciting! Thanks a lot, and uh, I'm sure lots of people will really finding like super exciting for their career maybe like last question from my side uh maybe not the easy one but uh from your perspective who should not pursue the journey of studying abroad and applying to schools because we've been talking for like 30 minutes how great it is but like sure maybe it's for for everyone so like who should not go down the journey
1: yeah again like um i I would say like you know like end of the day it's everybody is an individual right like you choose your own career there is no right path for everyone not every person should go abroad not every person should pursue an ai career and all that right like it's not you should always find out where do you find um your happiness your your satisfaction your completion right like and for people you know for example there are there are people who you know, love to stay with their family, right? Like there is a lot of um, areas that you have to sacrifice when you're gone abroad. Like you literally are missing out on family, your friends and all that. Maybe that's more preferential to you. Like for example, I I, I came to India and then I was, uh, you know, helping build an organic farm because of this year I'm doing a lot of investments and I also am leading uh, product in a, product advisory at many places. So mm-hmm. I, I was going into this organic farm and you know, it was like, literally staying there for two, three weeks and, you know, helping people, uh, you know, grow things and all that. And I see this person who is is fully for his entire life is in the organic farm. That's what he's doing. And he's passionate about it. He's, He's wealthy, but he didn't want to go abroad. But he's at the core of it. Like, that's exactly what it is, right? Like, what exactly do you want to pursue? And does this going abroad or not help that vision or not? For me, it was all about exposure. It was all about exploring new things and seeing new things. And learning new things and for me that that was the driver and for this person his entire drive was like how can i make this place great like okay so that's excellent that he identified that drive way too early and for him it doesn't make sense he's still learning a lot from youtube about you know sustainable permaculture and all that kind of stuff and he's implementing in these farms but he's he's not it doesn't want to go spend you know several years abroad for that learning so that's kind of like what i would say is like if you really look at your p- priorities, like which priority you need and what really makes you happy end of the day. We're all going to be here temporarily in this world. So see what is the best for you. Yeah. Being
0: like very honest was like what your heart desires. Yeah. And, like, at the core of it. Way, like,
1: at, your, like, yeah. At the core <laughs> of it, that's, that's exactly what it is. I can give you another example, right? Like I was, I was doing study abroad programs when I was at Kellogg. And the first year I went, you know, everybody top schools they want to go to other top schools people go to INSEAD people go to uh, you know London School of Business all this kind of like because there's a lot of hype you want to keep building your brand and all that and at some point I was like fed up with that running and chasing and said like okay I want to go to a place where I don't want to really use my study abroad as a way to keep you know chasing something and then I went to spend um, three months in Chile (laughs) literally like of all the places in the world i did a study abroad in chile like you're like what like where is this country right i literally didn't know i the way i chose that was also funny when everybody had taken all the slots that are available and then i went okay let's do a study abroad because it's freaking cold in chicago (laughs) at that point so it's like okay i don't want to stay here anymore i've got a job offer so let me not waste my time in chicago so it was like and then literally raised the, my hand on picking up the country and then i was like the map was so high in in the in the admission uh, in the you know study abroad office and then i could only reach to chile so i was like that was the last one okay let's go to chile and find out. <laughs> so i was like okay fine and then and then yeah the, uh, and then the study abroad officer was like what like we don't even have may not even have partnerships in chile like for schools to go for i was like let's try it out and then um, and then i i had the the best experience of my MBA in that study abroad three months where I had learned so much. I learned Spanish. I learned the culture. I had uh, the school got over in one, one and a half months. I had one and a half months break where I could travel all the way to Antarctica. So it's like literally doing all sorts of things that I was supposedly, you know, be studying in a place, but that exposure and experience I could never get it back. It's just like, that's kind of what I would say like find where your heart calls rather than just go what the crowd is doing. And niche out yourself and distinguish yourselves all the way right and and that's how I would say that, uh, you know you can that's
0: yeah thank you, Okay, the very final question for my side I ask many questions, but if there is something you wanted to share from like your experience and a piece of advice with the listeners that they haven't asked you yet. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Okay, I, I generally, why I say for me, like I, I go by experience, right? Like I put myself in there. Yes, there are some valuable learnings you can hear and learn from. I, uh, the only thing I I feel is like borrowed knowledge can only help you so much. Like, I mean, other people can say things, unless you immerse yourselves to learn something new, right? For me that is the only thing i I like what other people do and learn from them but at the core of it i still have to go experience it i still have to create my own knowledge about things um so for me like you know that's kind of why i also tend to stay away from advices. I say like, go experience it, feel it yourself. You make your decision, you make your path and every path is unique and every path is fun. So that's what I
0: But you're an amazing advisor yourself. <laughs> you're advising us in the product. Yeah. So there are
1: some things like structured and some science that you can, you know, learn and apply. At the same time, if you just talk about broad life, there is no borrowed knowledge. You just have to experience life yourself and learn from that yourself. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. It was so great it was so inspiring and insightful as well. Thank you so much for finding time. Again, guys, it's podcast from here to there. My name is Dasha, send phone of Connected. See you in the next episode.
1: Thank you so much.